That was a great save by Mangaker. Oh, what a save, eh? Looking like he was down and out and stuff. Pad desperation save. Scorpion save, yeah. yeah. Maxi, his shot, he scores! Welcome to the Code Rick Show. This broadcast is brought to you by Mervs for all the good stuff. Rumors, Skate and Snow, and the Swan Valley Star and Times for all your local news. Welcome to episode 8 of the Code Rick Show, and we have a newsie coming up for you here today. We're going to be talking with uh, former Stampeder Riley Lanthier. We're also going to be chatting with Acom Dollywall, a prospect of the Swan Valley Stampeders, and a Swan River local. And Trey Sauter. And Trey Sauter. So we're, we're going to do the, the countdown of local Stampeder uh, players uh, before the Christmas break. So the first of this big Christmas tour yep, is, is Trey is Sauter. Trey Sauter. Trey Sauter. <laughs> He's such a good guy. I like he him. Is. He's such a quiet, down-to-earth kind of guy. So we might have to turn the mic up a little bit here just to get He's, him. He's, He's so, so mellow. He's, He's so mellow. Yeah, he just really is. So... We're going to get to uh, all three of those uh, gentlemen here in just a little bit, but uh, as we always do to kick off uh, a new episode is to talk a little, well, hockey. Yes. So we're going to start off with your big weekend with the uh, high school hockey team. So let's let's hear it. Let's hear the recap. So just before I start the recap, this is the first time I haven't gotten sick after a Brandon trip, so that's a plus. That's another win for me. I think you should just stay away from Brandon. Yeah, I know. I'm getting sick of Brandon. I'm, <laughs> honestly, I'm getting sick of that place. <laughs> Every time you come home, you got a kind of sickness. Yeah, and uh, but, but getting into the recap, uh, we the high school team took part in the Victoria Inn Annual Crocus Plains Tournament in... Boy, that's a mouthful. Yeah, it is. Uh, we could have just shortened that down a little bit. Yeah, it was at the Keystone Center uh, with the two arenas and Ends Brothers Arena and the Flynn Arena. Um, both nice rinks. They both are both nice rinks. Nice rinks. Yeah. Um, let's start with Friday. Um, when we get we got there, we had to leave at freaking 7 a.m. in the morning. That was fun. Um, <laughs> that's a tough one, eh? Yeah. That's a tough pill to swallow. And we got there around, uh, I'm not sure, around 11.45, some, just before 12, and we got ready for our first game. It was against the Westwood War Westwood Warriors, I believe their name is called, the Winnipeg High School Hockey League. Uh, they're one of the top, better teams. They beat us, man. They beat us pretty well. They let us know who who they're who they're who we're dealing with, and they thumped us five nothing. It wasn't a great game. It was pretty ugly to watch. Um, second game, we played the Steinbach Sabers, another team from the. Winnipeg High School Hockey League, um, they were another good, great team. Mm-hmm. Um, played a little bit better, had, scored a goal that time, thanks to Ty and Popstar Makula, if you want to call them that, uh, just to give us a goal and get us some momentum going into Saturday. So let's always throw... A, f- always a big bonus. Oh, yeah. Throw Friday out the window. Uh, Saturday... Back to the drawing board. Yeah, back to the drawing board. Uh, Saturday, uh, we opened against a team called Kelvin. Uh, based out of Winnipeg, um, another team in the Winnipeg High School Hockey League. We were able to get the win that time. Big uh, uh, 4-1 effort by the guys. Uh, guys like Tucker Thompson, Cash Inkleman, Ty Nakula, those guys scored all weekend. No one else scored until the final game, and I'll get into that. It's kind of a big, long, big dramatic story for the last game. Uh, second game of Saturday was against... 
Oh, I can't remember, but... Uh, there, there's so many yeah, of them. Yeah, there were so many teams. Um, <laughs> we we won that one again. It was 5-1 triumph, so that was a good, good... So it doesn't really matter who you played. You just got the win. Yeah, we just got, yeah, the, just win. got the win. Just got the win. Um, it was a good win. Uh, better. We had to play at 9.30. It's pretty... Uh, Early. Or is that late? Sorry, late game. Late 9.30 in we the were, evening? We were supposed to play at 8, and then there was ice issues, and oh. we waited an hour and a half, then we played, and it wasn't fun. Um, well, I would, well, I guess if there's that many teams, that many games, you know, you, you just take the ice time that yeah. you get and you go. So. Yeah, that's right. Well, you know what? I'd rather play at 9.30 at night than 9.30 in the morning. Yeah, I'll give them right. that. So, right. you know, at least you could sleep in the next day. Or <laughs> yeah. could you? Uh, we did, actually. Oh, we were able to. We played at one thirty. A little on, brekkie at the hotel. Yeah, yeah, on Sunday. Checked out. And then, uh, um, well, we played Morris. And fun fact about Morris, our own Justin Keck's little brother, Ryland, plays on Morris. And there's another one? There's another Keck. There's another Keck? I, at least another I think, MJHL superstar. At least I think it's his brother. I'm, I don't know if Justin listens to this podcast, but... He, he's going to be texting you right away. No, if, he, he, <laughs> this is wrong. If, if, it, if I'm wrong, please let us know. Uh, but his name's Ryland Keck. Uh, he's captain of the Morris Mavericks. Um, it was pretty cool seeing him play against us. Uh, Compare, he plays just like Justin, in my opinion. <laughs> he might not be a, he could be a relative. He could be a relative, I'm not sure, but. You know what, now we're going to have to find out. We're going to yep. have to phone a friend here. Yep. <laughs> but uh, we were able to beat them in overtime on Sunday to win the Crocus Plains division. Uh, we were down 3 nothing going into the third period, and then Jack Mullen would tie the game with 22 seconds left in the third, and then Ty Makula. Winning in overtime, so it was quite the entertaining. Of course, I was on the call that one for the announcing, so it was quite the quite the weekend. Came home happy. Now we're see that's that's why you're coming home sick. It's you got to do all this talking all the time, you know, like you know, this play by play thing that you oh, want to do in man. life. You, you got to drink more water, there, yeah. young sir, or find some coffee. Yeah, probably. Um, it was. Um, it looks like the siblings are Josh, Jordan, and Ryland. Yep. So there's yeah. three brothers. According to this. According to this. According to this little uh, Pemina Valley Bantam uh, AAA Hawks yeah. family rel- of I don't know what do you call that family tree thing. Yeah, it yeah. looks like it yeah. looks like there's another one. Yeah. Oh so, my goodness! I didn't know there was that many in the yeah. family. So I we found, have to get them on now just to ask yes. him how his brother. Goes. Yeah. Okay. So I found out who the second game was on Saturday. Beaver Bray out of Kenora, Ontario. Oh wow! So, yep. Yeah, beat them four one. So that was a. Good one, Nate Amaker, standing tall and goal. It was a good win. Uh, I didn't. It was a crazy game. Um, Morris got into some penalty trouble uh, at the end of the game, and man, they were jawing at the ref. It was insane. Sometimes that happens. It just, it just your, your blood gets boiling, and you say something, and then everybody else is kind of. Follows your lead, yeah. so monkey see, monkey do. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, speaking of referees, of course, it was uh, thank your referee um, weekend last weekend yep. across, well, not only Manitoba and the MJHL, it was it was kind of really everywhere. It just, it's one of those things that we should be doing more often, not just on one weekend. And uh, I want to applaud all the, uh, the teams, uh, whether it is from the MJ all the way down to you, whatever it is, five or whatever the number is, uh, on, on, their social media posts and, and, and them thanking all the referees because let's just say it, it's one hell of a job it is. to control 10 guys on the ice, but it is a bigger job to actually control 
what was it, 20, 20 plus, so that's 40 plus people on the ice. Yeah. So you've, you've got to deal with all of that, plus you have to, you know, let these guys play within the rules and, of course, call a, a fair game. That's right. Yeah. So uh, growing up, I refed uh, for a full season, and no, I'm not going to lie, I actually really enjoyed it. <laughs> what I didn't enjoy was the fans <laughs> uh, yelling at you, but it, it comes with the territory. You know, you got to have some thick skin and uh, you just got to ignore it, mm-hmm. you know, right. because there are things out there that uh, you may think is, is a penalty, um, but I won't think it's a penalty. Right. But when it comes down to a ref making a call, as soon as that hand goes up, why yell? Yeah, that's right. You know, why get in that referee's face? Go ask them a question as to what it was and how, mm-hmm. you, know, they, you know, whatever, but... You know, so I, I really do. I, I really want to thank the MJHL, all the teams that were involved in that, uh, including us and me. Uh, That's right. Uh, to to actually, you know, bring uh, not so much awareness because I mean, really, uh, we should not be yelling at referees to begin with because they are well a backbone. If we didn't have them, we don't have a game. Exactly. Without right? them, no hockey. Right. So. so so I just wanted to say thank you and and bring that up. So it's uh, I know there's some referees. Uh, maybe Becker or uh, Tripper Tripper's listening. I don't know. Uh, We just wanted to, you know, say thank you to uh, all the hard work. Uh, Let's let's not forget about Whitey. Let's not forget about Whitey. Sorry, Whitey. Uh, (laughs) So those are some local guys that they they travel all over. They they go north and do Junior B games and and, uh, the the Blizzard games up there. So, you know, they they don't just referee here. They go all over the place and, and, and vice versa. So, Cool and and good on them and uh, well I guess good work yeah that's right uh, now let's switch gears here a little bit uh, let's talk a little bit about the Stampeders before we uh, start talking to a Stampeder yeah. and that being a former Stampeder yeah. Riley Lanthier he's just uh, he's just waiting on the other line here so the Stampeders uh, excuse me um, hell of a record last twelve games ten and two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last twelve <laughs> uh, out out of the blue, uh, starting to play really really good hockey. They put the rest of the league on notice. Uh, a lot of people are starting to go. Those they're putting the goggles on those big eyes, and, and, you know, kind of looking around and going, "Where did this come from?" Yeah. Uh, for me, I I thought we would have got there earlier in the season, but uh, a bit high turnover of players. I don't know going in and out of the lineup. That t- it's tough. Yeah, it, it really is. It's yeah. tough. It's tough on anybody. It's just like if you're working with, you know, uh, a high school student, and the next day you're working with somebody else. You're like, it it takes some time to build some chemistry with everybody. So now you see it. Now we're getting into it. I don't. I don't know. Um, I want to get your opinion on this. Winning by one goal lately. A lot of that seems to be, uh, kind of the forte of the Stampeders. Uh, big win in, in Verdon. Uh, lots of goals scored there, but. Since then, it's it's five four three two two one. What's I guess? What's your take on all of that? What are, what are you thinking here? Because for me, I, a win's a win. Do you need more offense? Do we do we need? I guess maybe less penalties because <laughs> that my, seems to be hurting us yeah, a little bit. In my opinion, getting an insurance goal means everything. Of course, like if you win two one, it is what it is. You get the win. You get the two points. You're gaining momentum for your own team. That's good and all. But sometimes winning by maybe a couple goals, like we had two games against Nipah five four. Usually it's good to help out the goaltender a bit, you know, just give him a couple insurance goals so that he can work with it, and then he's more comfortable in net instead of having to be in desperation mode 
when you're only leading by one goal. Those the the, the grip on your stick gets a little lighter yeah. and the guy can play a little more loosey goosey. But yeah. like like we've always been saying, it doesn't matter how, just how many. And exactly. right now the Stampeders are on a, a fantastic run. Um, at the time of the recording of this show, first place overall yeah. uh, in the MJEU West Division, ahead uh, of OCN, who has been faltering lately. Uh, November was not yeah, good for them. They had two tough games against the Steinbeck Pistons. So. Absolutely, they did. So um, Portage Terriers uh, kind of walking all yeah. over them as well. Yeah. So uh, not looking good up in OCN right now, but doesn't matter because the Stampeders are right where I thought they were going to be. Mm-hmm. A little bit later on in the season, so hopefully they can maintain that moving into the Christmas break and uh, you know uh, through into the new year. So uh, enough of us talking. Let's let's talk to somebody who uh, has a little more street cred yeah. than us. Riley Lanthier is coming up next. Merv's is your number one shop for all things electronic. We stock gaming consoles, games, laptops, tablets, two-way radios, Bluetooth speakers. Headsets, earbuds, Napoleon fireplaces and barbecues, TVs, cell phones, and so much more. When you think of electronics, think of Merv's in Swan River. Located at 601 Main Street or call 204-734-3252. Merv's, for all the good stuff. Rumors Skate and Snow can get you dressed from head to toe all year long. Whether you're a snowboarder, a skateboarder, or even a hockey player, find us online at rumorsskateshop.com or stop in at 505 Main Street in Swan River. Rumors has everything from keeping your boys in place to all kinds of amazing shoes, sweaters, and hats. Top quality, name brand clothing, and so much more. Rumors Skate and Snow, 204-734-4411. Welcome inside the Code Rick Show, another edition, uh, continuing right along here, and we are now joined by, uh, well, one of your top five favorites on the Stampeder list, uh, Ricky, that uh, is Riley Lanthier. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. So how's it going for you? Uh, It's going good, yeah. Just at school, playing hockey still, so can't really complain too much. So let's start there. Um... Where are you exactly right now? And I know there was a little bit of a switch there. So can you let us in on that? Yeah. So right now I'm at Ontario Tech University, which is in Oshawa, like 40 minutes from Toronto. And uh, yeah, playing at the U Sports level, which is great. This is my second year here. But yeah, originally I was supposed to go play D3 down in Wisconsin. But kind of when the COVID stuff was going on and there wasn't really a season, I kind of looked into other options and decided to stay in Canada and chose Ontario Tech, so ended up here. Yeah, uh, so I guess maybe what what kind of drew you to that school itself? Because, you know, there, there's there's so many out there, but what, what drew you to that one exactly? Uh, I don't know. I, I talked to so many, like, D3 schools, but not a ton up in Canada here. So I got a call from the coach, and we kind of just had a few talks and stuff, and uh, it seemed like a good fit for me, and they're like kind of a, a newer program compared to a lot of the schools, like in new sports and stuff. So uh, they were, everyone's like trying to build a po- program here and stuff. So I thought it would be a good fit for me. 
especially trying to find a good spot to play and stuff. So definitely just, it worked out and I'm happy being here. So. Yeah, no kidding. So let's jump back here a little bit. Uh, let's talk about your junior career. Um, you, right. kind of, you kind of bounced around a little bit. Now that's that's yeah. fair to say, but it looks like you've you had a solid uh, career once you hit the, uh, the Stampeders here and you just kind of ran with it. So take us through going from Langley out in BC to the PI, to the SJ, and then over here to the Stampeders. What, what was good and what was bad about all of that, you know, moving around a little bit? I know you found a little bit of a home in Melfort and then here again in uh, with, with the Stampeders. So just kind of walk us through all that. How did it go for you personally? Uh, yeah, it was kind of crazy. I, uh, was it, I played like two years junior B in the PI with Ridge Meadow Flames and it was great there. We had a great group. We made like a long final run and stuff. And that's kind of when I started excelling a bit and, uh, got a few calls from like junior A coaches and stuff. And I ended up like affiliating with the Langley Rivermen. Was it my 18 year? And then, uh, I committed to them my 19 year and ended up playing there, uh, for my 19 year, which was awesome top into the bchl it was only like a 15 minute drive from my home so got to live at home and still play like at a high level and stuff so it was great and then yeah going into my 20 year we just had like too many 20 20 year olds on the team and stuff so the coach uh kind of was letting me know like hey like we're looking at trading a few guys if you want to go somewhere like uh we're more than open to help you like find a new spot if that's what you want to do so i started talking to teams and I was talking to uh the Melfort coach uh Blevins and then I was actually talking to Grimwood with uh Swan in August and stuff and I was just feeling out both places and then Melfort made a move for me and ended up going there late August and yeah played up until December with them it was we had a good group there too just it was kind of similar vibes to Swan as well like the small town which I wasn't used to and stuff being from like just outside Vancouver and then yeah it was December 1st got traded to Swan and yeah rolled up to Swan and pretty much the rest was history we had a great group a lot of fun definitely my uh, favorite memories of junior were in Swan and just yeah a good group of guys uh, Grimmer was there obviously only for the first uh, I think week and then Barry Wolf came back in and me and Barry Wolf uh, had a pretty good connection pretty open and yeah, it kind of, he kind of just let me excel at my game and I got to play my game with the trust from the coach, which was nice. So obviously you were part of the Swan team after they went on a massive run to the finals. You were a huge piece that was added in December. Yeah. Do you, do you still get an itch about that 1920 year? <laughs> how great it actually could have been and how far of a run you guys could have had for the stamps? Yeah, I definitely do that. Uh, I've, I've said it ever since we we had a team that was built for playoffs like that year and I think we would have had a hell of a run and it would have been really long and hopefully just as good as uh the year before or even better and win it all but yeah I definitely we think we had a group with like forwards all the way back to the goalie and stuff that could have like made it and everyone came to play every night and stuff so yeah it definitely still got the itch for it I'm disappointed that's how my uh 20 year ended with COVID but yeah, looking back on it, we our last game, I think we won with uh, 10 goals scored. So it ended up going out on an all right way, too. So Isn't that the night like Carter Coburn had like four goals or something? <laughs> yeah. 
it, yeah. it was such a wild playoff game, and everybody was just so pumped about Stampede yeah. hockey again. And you know, it's it takes a little bit of time throughout the season for for you know the the fans to kind of return. You know, there, there, there's so many minor hockey teams and so many things going on here. It's it's tough to sell out a barn, but in the playoffs, the the fans yeah. show up and 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 it was loud and crazy. Is you know, I, I'm looking at the, some of the guys on the list here that uh, played with you, like Trevor Schroeder and, yeah. of course, Tommy Cardinal, Luke Bierman that year, Fraser Dodd. It was it was a great team, and you guys yeah. all came together um, in the playoffs there, and, and I figured we were going to go on another run, and like you said, COVID hit, and it's like the worst possible gut check that you could possibly yeah. ever have just to finish it off. So, so kind of go from there. Through the next little bit, through COVID, how did that go for you, the family? I know it was it was probably tough because you couldn't get out and do things, but how did you stay busy? Uh, yeah, honestly, I just started working out a lot. I had a home gym, so made use of that. And then, yeah, just like when we were able to see friends, I started golfing quite a, quite a bit and then slowly progressed like into the summer when we were allowed like skating and stuff. So got back on the ice. It was the longest i've ever been off the ice though which was probably like four months which was unheard of for me usually the longest i've ever been off the ice is like a month so yeah it was a little different but it was good yeah the family didn't get covid or anything right away i think my whole family went like a year and a half without getting it and then we all came down with it eventually but yeah it just everything everything changed uh, when covid hit and stuff and and everyone's life was flipped upside down. You didn't know what was right and wrong and what to do. And everyone's just following the news, but they didn't even know what was right and wrong at the time. So it's just, uh, yeah, a little different for everyone, for sure. So <clears throat> back a couple episodes ago, I made a top five midseason acquisition list uh, with, with code. And uh, it was based on how much I, Stampede or hockey I've seen and, I honestly don't think many people saw how good of a player you were here in Swan and how much of an impact you made. You had six goals, 13 assists, 19 points in 16 games, and then you added two goals and three assists for five points in the playoffs. Do you think that playing in Swan really boosted your confidence and made you more of an impact player? Yeah, it, like, definitely rounded out my game. And, like, when I was talking to, like, D3 coaches and colleges and stuff like that, I definitely said, like, once I got to Swan, I felt like myself. I felt like I was trusted by everyone on the team and coaches. And, like, everyone just worked together so well. And, like, our lines matched up well and stuff. So, it's like, obviously, can't do all that without your team around you and stuff. But definitely, like, my confidence was close to an all-time high when I was in Swan and I just like felt when I was on the ice at any moment I could be a difference maker and yeah this ended everything just kind of fell into the right place and I started playing really well which was obviously great to feel for myself and then obviously help out the team too. So obviously you're here four to five months in that time here what would you say about the Stampede organization the fans and the town itself Oh, (laughs) there's not enough I can say. Like, the fans, like Cody was saying, like, in playoffs there, like, how electric the building felt. Like, even I remember the first game after our first goal, like, everyone went crazy and stuff. And it just, like, 
the fans were just amazing. The town, obviously a small town, but everyone like bought into the team and you can tell that the whole town uh, supports it and stuff. And then like the organization as well, like I can't say a bad thing. They're, it was treated so well as soon as I came in, like right after December 1st. And just, yeah, you, you, it was open. You could ask questions and stuff and everyone was there to help. And that's kind of just the culture they have in Swan. And it's a great place to play. And definitely like some younger guys that I know from like my hometown, I've told them about Swan and stuff. And I'm like, you guys got to go out there and give it a shot because you won't regret it. And I think a few guys have been out like Brad Fort and stuff and uh, Dylan Black. And yeah, they, they all have like their time there. So. See, and that's that's the biggest thing uh, with with uh, with sports as well, and 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 such a young age is that all you guys talk, right? It's you, you've yeah. got uh, you've got Instagram, you've got Snapchat. You know, people are always looking at it, and of course, uh, my job is to help put the team on the map, right? That's that's the part of marketing. And uh, over the last four to five years, I think we've finally successfully found a way to to put the team in the spotlight, and now. Is, do you guys see that from afar? Did you go through all of the stuff? Because I, I, I ask the kids a lot when they come here. They're like, oh, yeah, as soon as we heard Swan was there, we started looking up through you guys' stuff, and it was amazing. Like, did, did you guys go through social media and, you know, take a look at all of that stuff? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, uh, Swan River's social media is incredible. Like, I, I remember uh, I had, like, previous teammates and stuff like that before I played in Swan they were checking out the social media and stuff they're like yeah this place looks awesome like they post like photos after you score and stuff and it's very up to date and clean and everyone like loved it or my parents I think that was their favorite part was sometimes if they couldn't catch a game they could check their phone and it was updated immediately so they could see how the team was doing and how I was doing and stuff and it's definitely something I looked into as well and it just uh it gets treated like a like a junior A tier one team, like um, any WHL, OHL team, which a lot of junior A teams in the Manitoba, Saskatchewan, BC and stuff don't uh, really pay attention to their social media as much. But Swan definitely does an amazing job at that and people for sure notice it. Absolutely. That's that's the idea, right? You're not tooting my own horn or anything, but yeah. <laughs> the, the idea is to get to, you know, the parents and, and the family from afar to, you know, recognize who we are. And of course, uh, other kids that potentially want to come here in, in the future. So that's the idea. Right. So let's let's move on here. Let's let's talk. Let's have a little fun. Uh, right. Last a uh, couple couple of uh, episodes ago, like you mentioned, that we, we did a top five and it was the top five acquisitions. Um, that we thought were the best um, that the Stampeders have made over the last, I don't know, 10 years or so. Let's, let's do something with, with Riley here. Cause there was a couple on his team that I think he might even name. Let's, let's go through a top five here of the tough guys, top five tough guys. So let's start with your list over there, uh, Ricky, okay. and then we'll, we'll go to R Riley and then back to me. So okay. we'll start with your five. Okay. So uh, I, I, Riley actually gave me this answer. Uh, uh, when he played here, um, at number five, I put uh, Tommy Cardinal. Oh, uh, he not only was able yeah. to fight, he was able to put the buck puck in the back of the net. So that's one of my top five tough guys. Okay. At number four, this guy would be a longtime captain of the Stampeders, and that would be Gavin Fraze. Oh, yeah. He actually was my neighbor for a couple of years when he played here. So that was cool. Um, 
he was one of the tougher guys, so he always learned how to gain momentum for his team. Number three, I have Tucker Scantlebury, the the rat, I guess you could call him. Uh, he was a part of the finals run that, well, it was best season to date. Number two, uh, one another former teammate of Riley and Leeson Coleman. Uh, Leeson was uh, another big part of the magical run in 1819. Alberta Cowboy. Yeah. 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 He also was the captain of the 1920 I don't, I don't think I ever didn't see that man wear a set of cowboy boots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it was either that or the cowboy hat. Or the cowboy <laughs> hat, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so your number one? Number one, local guy, now plays in the ECHL, I have to put Riley McKay. Oh, okay. Riley McKay, I've seen, I searched him up once, and he had over 150 penalty minutes, so he was <laughs> definitely one of my tough guys when I watched him play. Play with happened to play with my cousin here in Swan, so that's my top five. That's a pretty solid top five. Yeah, that's a good list. Yeah. So now I don't know if you're gonna have five or not, Riley, but I, I definitely know there's a, probably a couple on that list that you played with that I don't know if you'd ever want to go toe to toe with or even run into <laughs> in a dark alley someplace. But do you got a couple of names that maybe you could throw out? Uh yeah, I mean he kind of just mentioned the two, but Leeson Coleman and Tommy Cardinal are two guys I wouldn't want to go toe to toe with. Uh I actually remember my, I think it was my first game in Swan, Tommy Cardinal got in a fight against a guy and after I got, I believe, hit from behind and I just remember getting up and seeing Tommy feed this guy punches to the face and I was like, all right, no, not to mess with Tommy anymore. So, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> I don't yeah. think anybody messed with uh, Leeson or, or Tommy oh, uh, no, in that, that league, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, they definitely uh, had their teammates' backs and uh, fought when the time was right, too. So all the yeah, boys that was, appreciated that. And, you know, and, and you brought up a really solid point. We're, we're not here to talk about, you know, like this is a UFC match or anything like that. <laughs> it's just, you know, if, if there's something that, you know, let's just say, let's just say it, it dumb. And, and there's always random dumb plays that happen on the ice, and you need uh, a, a guy to be like, no, we're not, we're not dealing with this anymore. Yeah. So either you, you, you know, you, you, you ring the bell and you go, or you just smarten up. And Leeson, even walking beside him, like he was, well, ten years younger than me, and I'm just like, no, I'm gonna cross the street, you know, like yeah. <laughs> uh, you don't want to be anywhere near this guy. But he, yet he was the nicest guy you would oh, ever yeah. meet. Yeah, yeah, he was intimidating. He was so intimidating. So that's actually a couple of really good names. Your top five is is amazing, but I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can outduel both of you here. Okay, so my top five list: number five, Brian Harris. I don't I don't know about that one. I don't know if you ever got to see him play or not. Uh, number four, I'm going with Kramer Coldheart. Okay, current uh, current uh, president of the Stampeders. Uh, number three, I believe it was his teammate at the time, was Shelby Gray. I don't know if that man was tough, too. <laughs> he was just so tough. Uh, the top two, uh, I went with Leeson Coleman at two. Okay. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's a solid, solid pick. Solid. So all yeah. three of us picked, uh, okay. So number one, Cody Straker. I don't know if you ever got to watch him or not in I, town or if he was maybe just past your, your age category um, there, but... I watched I watched this guy get in in scraps and like break visors off of helmets with like a, a, with one punch and I'm just like, okay, that has <laughs> got to be like the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. So it was uh, a little interesting. So there's your top five. So yours was 
Tommy Cardinal, Gavin Fraze, Tucker Scantlebury, Leeson Coleman, and Riley McKay. Mine was Harris, Brian Harris, Kramer Coltart, Shelby Gray, Leeson Coleman, and Cody Straker. So we might have to get some of these guys on the on the show soon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, enough of the fun stuff. So let's let's go yeah. back to your uh, let's go back into your little bit of your life here. Let's let's kind of dive into your your youth sports. Uh, we talked a little bit about it at the at the top of the show, but. How was the transition from, say, Junior A to youth sports? And, you know, how is life different? And maybe what got you um, to that point in youth sports from Junior A? What did you learn there to, that maybe helps you today? Uh, start off with, like, what I learned. Just uh, in junior, like, you have such a long schedule. You need to be consistent every night. And that's the same for youth sports and probably a lot of other levels of hockey, too. But yeah there's no nights off that's for sure just gotta come ready and uh yeah because any team even if they have a bad record they can come in and uh, beat you so that that's probably the biggest thing i learned from junior and then uh yeah just like youth sports hockey is uh you're, you're playing against 20 to there's i think last year there's some like 26 27 year olds because of the covid rules and stuff so that people are allowed coming back for an extra season so you're you're playing against some uh, grown men full adults and stuff like that which different than junior you still got a few guys uh mature and stuff but yeah just uh everyone can skate at this level everyone's so smart and skilled and it's probably the the closest thing to pro hockey i've played yet and yeah just <laughs> it, it, it's such a good hockey level and uh i think it's almost underrated and a lot of people like going to the states for hockey but uh, yeah, I don't regret my decision coming here because definitely learned a lot and my game has grown so much just from playing at this level. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, especially with that kind of an age gap, right? I mean, you look at the junior ranks, you got 16 to 20, but you, from there it's 20 to 28. You're like, all right, well, let's carry on here. So it's, yeah. it's, it's a bit of a learning curve. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, so it, it, it for guess, sure is. I guess the, the 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 other questions I kind of got here kind of all tie in together. It's kind of like a, I don't know, like a rapid fire, you know, slash, you know, a couple of uh, teammate questions. So we'll start off with the teammate questions here and then we'll get into the rapid fire and then we can uh, let you go and take care of your busy <laughs> schedule. So let's start off with maybe uh, best memory in Swan River. Oh, uh, best memory in Swan, probably off the ice i'd say like the bachelor nights we would do that we'd watch the the bachelorette and uh oh my god yeah we watched that as a team that, that was pretty fun uh all the boys would actually come back to my billet place where i was staying we'd all watch it and hang out for a bit so that was good and then also uh obviously one core memory is uh when we all bleached our hair right before playoff started and then Obviously, only got to play three games, so we were stuck with the bleach hair for like six months. So <laughs> that 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 kind of sucked, but it was kind of funny to look back on too. So that was good. And then yeah, on the ice was probably just the start of playoffs. Just everyone was so electric in the town, and everyone on our team was so dialed in to win. And yeah, we were just ready to go. So it was probably some of my best memories. So best memory? How about best teammate that you played with oh, here in Swan? Uh, I'll have to give that to the, the hometown boy, Carter Coburn. He, uh, me and him were pretty close when I played there and we hung out quite a bit. So probably give best teammate to him. 
How about funniest teammate? <laughs> uh, Jamie Valentino. <laughs> you know what? I was gonna, I was gonna say somebody else, but yeah, I would say he was here that year too. Yeah. So yeah, he uh, he always had something to say, and he was always doing something pretty goofy. So could not either laugh with him or laugh at him. Just quite the character, hey? He's always got a yeah. goofy sense of humor. That little fella. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so the last little thing we've got here for you is a bit of a rapid fire uh, segment. So we'll we'll try to do this as fast as we can, so we can let you go. Okay, so that rapid fire great. question number one: pregame meal. What was it? I. Uh, Penny, like Penny Alfredo with chicken. Yeah. Okay. Uh, best warm up song? Uh, I like uh, Mona Lisa by Little Wayne. Okay. I didn't see that coming at all. No, that was, that was probably <laughs> you that kept putting that one in the warm up <laughs> list. <laughs> uh, place you'd like to visit, maybe, or even a holiday you want to go to, someplace you haven't been? Uh, probably like the south part of Europe, like. Spain, Greece, Italy, somewhere over there. Okay. Okay. Best TV series that you maybe watched or are currently watching? Uh, currently watching Ozarks. And pretty so big am into I. it. What yeah, season are you on? Oh, I'm almost done. I'm like halfway through season four. Yeah, I'm, I'm right behind you. So um, right. I, I just started uh, episode one, I think, today on season oh, four. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's pretty good. It's, it got me dialed into it. <laughs> Yeah, and I know, and then it's done right away too. So I got to find something else yeah. right away. I know. Um, <laughs> so, what's your favorite season? Now, I know hockey lies in winter, but what's your favorite season? Spring, summer, fall, or winter? Uh, I'd probably say spring, right when it's starting to get warm again. And then, obviously, you got your hockey playoffs and NHL playoffs are on stuff. It's just a good time of year. Love wearing shorts, watching hockey. Hey, eh? just gotta love yeah. it. Yeah. Spring. Well, you know what? We're Canadians at minus ten. We'll still wear shorts and watch hockey. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is an odd question, but we're going to throw it in there anyway. Favorite dessert? Do you have anything? Uh, I like tuxedo cakes. They're It's like from Costco, the cake they make there. Yep. Yeah. So favorite band or rap artist or country artist or, or whatever you want to call them? Who's who's your favorite? Uh, I've been big into Zach Bryan lately. Okay. All right. Some country. Yeah. Now, I don't know if these are your cars or not, so I've just kind of randomly just <laughs> selected two. Mustang or Camaro? You can go off the board here and pick another one if you want. I, I'll stick with those two, but I'd say uh, Mustang. Uh, the, 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 new, the new Mustangs look pretty sweet. Mustangs are sweet. The electric ones that sound like a real car? <laughs> yeah, no, the, the ones that are still like the V8s, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, the they're, the old old Camaros are pretty nice though. They're both hard to choose from. They just it yeah. really is. So it's just your your own personal preference. So uh, as if you won the lottery, what's one thing that you would do with your winnings? Uh, I don't know. I'd probably uh, go on a trip and then invest the rest somewhere. I don't know. Get get a house. Things are so expensive now. So <laughs> you got a mil- million dollars. You got to throw it down and invest it somewhere. <laughs> A million dollars isn't going to get you many places anymore. No, sure. Yeah, but hey, a little rental property maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, if you invest yeah. it properly, you can get a nice little return off of that. So that's a smart thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the business student in me. So, 
<laughs> okay, I, I, like I said, I, I know you're a busy guy. You're doing the whole uh, school sports thing there, but we want to thank you very much for coming on, uh, giving some time to uh, the new podcast that we started here on the Code Rick Show, and we wish you nothing but success and uh, good luck all season. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks for having me on. This is great and obviously fun. Did you know that the Swan Valley Star and Times offers both national and international passport as well as PAL photo services? Walk-ins are available Monday to Friday from 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. If you are looking for a print job of any kind, the Star and Times can make it happen. Professionally designed and printed, we offer competitive pricing to anywhere you'll find online. Business cards, signage, menus to personalize calendars and Christmas cards, the Star and Times is here to help bring your print job to life. We're just a mouse click away. In addition to hard copy subscriptions, the Star and Times offers online subscriptions. Stop by or call us today at 1204-734-3858. For just $39.99 or 77 cents a week, you'll receive a full year of dedicated local coverage found nowhere else. Welcome back inside the Code Rick Show. Uh, we have a very special guest. It's Prospect Acom Dollywall. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. You betcha. So you're having a fantastic season down with the Brandon Wheat Kings there. So let's let's start off with maybe uh, life outside of hockey. How has that been for you? How's it been going since, of course, coming to the Stamps uh, main camp there and, and then continuing on through into your, your full season? It's been good. It's been uh, it's been fun. I'm just enjoying the hockey season so far, and yeah. So from Swan River, the Junior A main camp, is there something that kind of sticks out in your mind that, uh, or maybe even a coaching uh, staff member or or a player that was with you on the bench? Um, is there something that kind of sticks out that maybe one of them pointed out or, or or talked to you about or or said you know? And it has made your game a little better because I'm looking at your points, young man, and you have just kind of blown up in this league right now. Um, yeah, I talked to Mitchell about just using my using my release more in my shot, and I think that really helped. That that's really helped my game so far. Yeah, I would say so. 17 goals with nine assists already so far through not very many games. Let me just pull you back up here. I, I had uh, 21 games, so 26 points. So. That's that's uh, quite uh, well a, a, a substantial jump from last year. Forty four games, seven goals, sixteen assists. So, like I said, so is is that kind of the the mindset, the change there? Was it was it, it was a camp giving a little more? You know, like hey, I can do this, or is it just you know it uh, just another year under the belt and it just kind of gets a little easier, as they say. Um, I think it's a little bit of both. I think another like having that. Having that uh, extra year definitely helped me, but uh, I think it was a mindset change too, as well. Let's talk about uh, the family, uh, mom and dad. How have they been doing? Uh, what's everybody up to down in the cold, cold winter? Now we're apparently going to have. Yeah, uh, mom and dad have been good. Uh, we're just getting getting ready for Christmas here. So, what'd you ask for? Anything big? Anything special? Uh, I just enjoy being a family. So school, how's that going for you? School's going good. School, uh, I enjoy school. So straight A student or not so much? I try to be a straight A student. 
Yeah. Yeah. So your 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 favorite subjects? What uh, what do you like taking in school? What's 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 that all about there for you? I'd say my favorite's uh, social studies. I just I like learning about. Uh, I just like learning about the world and what's happening. So you're you're a history guy. Yeah, I'm a history really? guy. Really? So do you, do you, do you find yourself watching like the History Channel or any weird history movies and stuff like that? Um, not really, but I, I just. I, I just when I'm in class, I enjoy learning about just what's happened and what's gonna happen in the future and things like that. Now you mentioned the future. I know yep. hockey is 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 a major part of your 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 life right now. But uh, is is there a future plan? As a, let's let's say Plan B in case hockey doesn't work out. Is there something that maybe you are looking into or maybe really uh, interested in other you know maybe history? Maybe there's a line there that you want to get into. What's What's the future look like for you? Let's call it plan B. Uh, I don't think I'd get into history, but I think I'd probably go into something with the sciences. So maybe maybe an eye doctor or something, something along those lines. An eye doctor? Well, yeah. Never, I never saw that coming. <laughs> well, I, I just think it, it's not, I just think it wouldn't be, uh, it wouldn't be that, that stressful as like a regular doctor, but it still, uh, it still, it still takes a lot of skill to do that. That, that is a very fair assumption, young man. <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> I have a question for you. Uh, sliding back to the hockey side of things, uh, you play for the U18 AAA Week Kings, obviously one of the most dominant AAA teams in Manitoba. Um, how has that team helped in your development as a whole? Um. It's been great. I've been there for it's my second year now, and we have three practices a week, and we go through a lot of video with the coaches, and the coaches are great too. And um, yeah, they give a lot of feedback, and it's really helped me. So your coaching staff down there this year, I, I, you, you just mentioned video. Do you like that aspect of the game where you can you know sit and watch and, and study and and learn from your mistakes and 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 or I guess uh, other players as well is. Is that a big part of your game now? Yeah, I think I think it's just a big part of how the game is being played now. I think video, I think it's important. I think it uh, it takes away um, from the surprises that can happen during the game because if you already know what you're gonna see or you already expect something, um, I think the game runs a lot smoother. So. <clears throat> How has your season gone so far, and what is your goal this season as an individual? Uh, I think the season's been good. Um, as an individual, my goal is ju it's just to be the best I can every night and just get better night to night and help my team win. That sounds like a very wolf response. <laughs> <laughs> that's Well, that's what he preaches, right? You know, get better each and every day, and eventually you will get to the point where you need to be, right? So, I mean, yeah. um, you're a young guy coming up through the ranks, and uh, we're looking at your numbers, hell of a player. So that is one of the aspects of your game is to get better each and every night. And that's also why I asked the question about why why video is such a, a big aspect of everybody's game nowadays. And it just it just works. You know, you go out there and you, you play your game and then your coaching staff says, hey, here's some video. We want you to watch this and, you know, maybe do this instead. It, it helps yeah. the coaching staff. It helps the players. It just makes it so much easier. And I think video 
if you don't have it as a coach in today's hockey, you, you know, it's, 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 you're behind the eight ball. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So <clears throat> what would you say is your style of play and biggest feature when you're on the ice? I'd say, uh, I'd say my biggest feature is my hockey IQ. Uh, just how I see the game and, um, but I think, like, I think I'm a two-way player as well, is my style of play, and um, I'm good defensively. I'm good. I'm good offensively, and um, yeah, I just like to. I just like to be a well-rounded player. So, what sticks out more a little bit, maybe in, in your mind there? Like, did did I, I? Well, we see offense this year, but is that because you, you're you're coming back, you're doing the whole defensive game, and then you're leading to offense, or is it just? By luck, you've got, you know, the the puck on your stick and an empty net kind of thing, and you just you know tap it in. Like, what's I guess maybe what the the question I'm looking for here, or the uh, I guess to ask is is what aspect sticks out more in your game than the rest? I'd say what well, I I'd say my my shot, my shot. I'd say, and um, just getting just taking care of my own end first, I think is a big thing, and. Um, then getting up into the offense, I think I've done a lot better job with that. So, who has been the toughest team to play against this year for the Wheat Kings? There, it's a very good league this year. There's there's a lot of tough teams, but uh, for us, our toughest challenge so far has probably been the Bruins. They've beaten us twice, so hopefully we can get some revenge on them. <laughs> yeah, they're they're a very good team. Um, uh, I have some buddies that play on the U18 Rangers, and they've had their hands full with them. So, yeah. um, what would you say is your favorite spot to eat in Brandon? Just off the board question there. Uh, I love the I love the keg here. Uh, I love steak, so I'd say that. Let's let's talk a little bit about uh, you and 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 of course being from from that area. What's what's a good shopping spot? Spot like do do you do you hit up any movies or do you go to the theater there or do you guys just you know hang out with uh, you know the team at a guy's house or do you guys go do different things or how how does that all work there? The theater is great here. Um, that's probably that's probably what we use the most for uh, for big team get-togethers. It would be the theater. So, what about a pre-game meal? What's your favorite thing to eat before for a game? I like to go light, so I just have uh, I just have a healthy cereal, some fruit, and uh, just a glass of water. That's usually what I have. Now, now that is a different uh, answer because we normally get what like a fettuccine or or something crazy like that. So that's that's yeah. a different cereal and fruit. That's <laughs> that's that's pretty good. What what kind of cereal? Vector, vector. Vector. Cereal. Okay, I yeah. thought maybe a Lucky Charms would have snuck in there or something, but no, no, not like. Gotta go. Cereal. Gotta go with that protein vector. Yeah. So yeah. Best warm up song. What's uh? Or I guess maybe maybe let's let's add another question to this. Best warm up song for you. And who has the best warm-up mix in the league? Uh, best warm-up song for me, uh, I would say I like I like anything by Drake. Okay. Drake. Um, Eminem's good. I don't I don't mind I don't mind the old school songs either. Best 
warm-up mix in the league. I don't, I don't know what other teams have. Keenan Skrupa runs the runs the uh, warm-up mix in our room. He, he's pretty good for the most part. There's some questionable ones, though. Last question I have for you is uh, favorite player on the team other than yourself? I wouldn't. I don't have. I, I like everyone's great. Everyone's great. There's not one. There's not one player in particular that I would say. But just every everyone, everyone's a great teammate, and like just we're all great friends with each other, and our team has a really strong bond. So yeah. Everyone. That's that's a solid answer. Well, again, we want yeah. to thank you for uh, taking some time out of your uh, busy schedule down in Brandon there and uh, jumping on the Code Rick show. We want to wish you uh, all the best, all the good luck that we can uh, your way this uh, season and keep uh, keep uh, putting up points there, young man. Yep. Thanks for having me again. Merv's is your number one shop for all things electronic. We stock gaming consoles, games, laptops, tablets, two-way radios, Bluetooth speakers, headsets, earbuds, Napoleon fireplaces and barbecues, TVs, cell phones, and so much more. When you think of electronics, think of Merv's in Swan River. Located at 601 Main Street or call 204-734-3252. Merv's, for all the good stuff. Welcome back to the Code Rick Show. Uh, we have a very special guest here, uh, current Stampeder forward and alternate captain, Trey Sauter. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks a lot for having me. I've listened to all the other, your other well, six or seven. Here's the critique. <laughs> you guys are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so well, we, we, we figured we'd, we'd finish off kind of right before Christmas with all the yeah. local guys on the yeah. team. We had just the perfect amount to kind of finish it off, so hopefully we're... We're going to start with you. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get right underway here. Um, family, what's what's going on? Uh, what's going on there? Uh, Dad's been working. Like in the summer we farm and we obviously have the trucking business. So he's been just in the shop every day. And Mom is doing her job too. And I think they're just, I don't know, ready for Christmas break. I think everybody is, to be honest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, tell me tell me this is accurate. I hear Carter Coburn's working for you, or was working for, for you guys. Yeah, he still currently is. He's is he? one of our six drivers that we got going right now. Yeah, Me and him went in the spring after the season and got our class one together. So it was a six-week course, and, yeah, he's been working for us ever since. So not only can you put the puck in the net, you could drive a big 18-wheeler, <laughs> hey? Yeah, that's right. So... I guess we can start getting into the hockey thing. Um, so what what or who got you into hockey and at what age did you start playing in? I think I think I played started playing when I was five and it's just kind of all my buddies started playing so and my parents obviously wanted me to play so I'd say my parents for sure were the biggest influence in getting me into hockey and not until later I think I wasn't 10 or 11 until we started having billets so I can't really say they were the reason but obviously just growing up watching the stamps I wanted to play hockey it was something I always wanted to do is there like is there one thing you remember about your early years playing minor hockey in Swan that just sticks out uh, I think it's a pretty common answer just playing mini sticks in the hotels <laughs> is it's very popular for yeah. minor hockey and yeah I was playing with all my buddies and it was always a good time anybody ever end up through the walls Ah, uh, probably. Sasako, I think I was close to pushing him through a couple of times. <laughs> pretty chippy, so. Minor hockey, who would you say was your favorite coach? 
I had lots of great coaches through the years, and Darcy Boychuk was a main one in minor hockey especially, but yeah, I'd say he's probably my best coach minor hockey-wise, and then obviously moving into Bantam, I don't know if that, that probably doesn't count as minor hockey, but Terrence Lequette was really good my Bantam year, two years. You made the transition to Parkland in 1617. What was the biggest change for minor hockey and Swan to playing all over the province at a high level? It was a big jump for me, especially that age group going from Peewees, which isn't contact, and then you move into Bantam, and that's, I forget what age group that is, like 13, 14, that transition is, and some kids are already 6'2 with a beard, and then there's some kids that are 5'3 and not a single hair on their chest or anywhere, so... I was definitely one of those smaller guys, so that first year was a little bit tougher for me, but the, the second year of Bantam, I think I grew a little bit and got a little bigger, so it wasn't too bad. But yeah, it was a, it was a tough jump for sure. Speaking of a, a tough league, you played one year of high school hockey, and obviously it was quite the time when you played there. Uh, you were being one of the league's top scorers there, and it was a lot of fun. I came watch you guys play. It was pretty crazy. Uh, would you say high school is a lot better than what people see it at see it out to be? And would you say it's great for development? I don't know if I'd say it's great for development. I think it has a lot to do with your teammates. And I think the reason I had so much so much success was my two line mates, like Cody Eisner and Jordan Gray. Like they both could have been playing AAA, so I was playing with two high end guys. So that really helped me. I think if I was playing with a couple weaker guys, I. I definitely, I don't know if I would have been playing junior now. And I don't know if it's good when you just want to do other things. It's not so busy, like go skidooing on the weekends. I think that was more my focus on it or my luck. Wasn't ready to move out to Dauphin and <laughs> didn't want to drive twice a week at the time. So that was my, why I chose that path. What would you say was your favorite memory playing with the Tigers? Any funny or interesting stories that happen? You know, there's always those chips trips to Brandon, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, it's tough to, I don't know, it's tough to think of this stories but just all the local guys or lots of goofballs on the team like we had Jenna McKay she was <laughs> Ethan Campbell and Damian Chernick they're always goofing around and Keaton Sauger guys like that they're just I don't know they, tough to take the game seriously when you're playing with those guys. Uh, I coached a couple of those guys when they got to the midget age category <laughs> and let me tell you it didn't rub off at all no that's for sure so getting back to Parkland um you had you guys built one of the better under-18 team, uh, teams for a while, yeah. and then COVID shut it all down. I think you guys played maybe nine games or something yeah, like that. And you guys played with – you had Stephen Art, Matthew Monroe, I think Hayden Laquette was on your team yeah. as well. Um, you know, he's unbelievable this year. Yeah. Knowing it was one of the better teams, does it stick in your mind at all that now you can recreate that? playing with the Stamps now and like with those guys and RP and Matt. I'm on Matt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's sort of a recreation, I guess you could say. It's <laughs> it's a shame that that year got shut down. Like we had such a good team and even at, like, yeah, Jaden Jubinville, Braden Doobie, all those guys, all the guys you grew up playing with like through minor hockey extended season, we'd have that Parkland team and it just seemed to be that team that just stuck in midget the third year. And I think we could have won the league for sure that year so it's really a shame but yeah this year it's good playing back with the hometown guys again for sure let's let's kind of move back into the stampeders uh how much have you enjoyed playing with the stamps getting your first taste of playoff action being deemed a fan favorite and maybe soon to be one of the greats for your team (laughs) (laughs) i don't know about that one but (laughs) working on it uh yeah it's it's lots of fun playing at home you know i know pretty much 
everyone that's watching the games, it seems like you look into the stands and you know who who everyone is. It's it's a good feeling, and all the kids are young kids are always in the hallway giving us high fives. So it's a it's a great atmosphere. And playoffs was pretty nuts last year, especially that sixth game in Swan was the deer leg that gets thrown on the ice and yeah. stuff like that. It's just it's awesome. A little penner from the corner. Yeah, <laughs> I knew I was going to name drop him eventually. <laughs> He's probably sitting there waiting. Yes. Recently, you were named MJHL Player of the Month, finding some success lately. Uh, goals and assists are up, third in team scoring, collecting 10 points in, four, in your last four games. Uh, did something change from the start of the season, or are you constantly playing your game and it's finally just paying off? I think... Uh Manchester here was the secret touch there after that interview he gave me I seemed to just to spark or a flip switch there and I started putting up points again but yeah Wolfie's kept the lines the same which I think has helped chemistry wise with Keck and Jones and I think we're just we know where each other is going to be and just confident in each other to put the puck in the net and it seems to be working out for us. Is it is it easier now that the lines are kind of set and you guys can kind of feed off of that and work off of that as opposed to you know so many guys kind of getting interchanged at the start of the year. It's again, it was a, it was a high turnover of players, and sometimes that just happens. So that was my vision on all of this. Is that's what's what happened from the start to now? Is that what you guys are seeing? Yeah, for sure. Once you start to build chemistry, I think it's a it's a game changer for sure. Last year the line switched up a lot, and I don't know that could be why we didn't have as much success as we are having now, because the last fifteen games I don't think we've changed the lines at all. So it's been working out. So keep. Like, just, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Coming from a small town, and that, of course, being Swan River, good old Swan River, is it a big deal for a local prospect to make the big club they grew up watching, and what is something you enjoy about playing in front of everyone you know? Yeah, it's, I think it's a big deal. Like, each year, I think there's only, I don't know, usually one guy from each age group that seems to make the team. Last year, there was three of us. This year, there's three again, so it's... Yeah, it's a. I think it's a big deal, and lots of kids when they're younger just, I think, that's their goal to play stamps. Growing up watching the team, especially and uh, playing in front of like my grandparents and all my family, it's it's awesome. It's a like if I was away somewhere, yeah, they can watch it on hockey TV, but it's such a different experience watching it in person and live. It's so yeah, I think it's special. So from from you know growing up here in the valley, it's it's kind of you know like a sales pitch to the the, the next guy that could be t- you know coming along here or maybe a, a deadline acquisition. He's kind of you know sitting on the fence going, you know, I'd like to go there but I don't really know much about it. Is there something that you could say maybe about Swan River, you know, the town, the the, the folks here, the team itself to you know maybe even get some of the young guys like we just spoke with Acom Dollywall here a little while ago to you know like Hey, you know, Swan River is here. It's a you know fantastic spot, but you being here, I think, has a little bit more meaning to it than, say, myself saying it. Yeah, it's a great hockey town for sure. The support's unreal, like the corporate sponsors and stuff, and people do so much for us. And, like, one day we're all eating in the Timberland, and some old guy will just come up and just buy our whole breakfast. It'll be 50 bucks, but still he didn't have to do that. So it's just lots of stuff like that, a great community to be in, and... For me, it's got everything I need. I don't know. It's a small town. I don't small town guy, so I can't really complain. I really love it here. You know, going from Swan River, your minor hockey to Parkland to the Tigers, back to you know Swan with with of course the Stampeders now. Is, is there something along the way, or was there a coach along the way that you know you're just like, you know, that kind of turned you on to hockey even more than what you were? I'd say Terrence Lequette and. Bantam. Those two years, he was a great coach. He knew his stuff, and he was always 
I'm a type of player if you if I'm not playing good I want them to yell at me and he definitely would let me know if I'm having a bad game so that's he was probably the biggest influence coaching wise I'd I'd have from there to the Stampeders you're on a tear now what is one thing that stands out in your mind maybe this year or last year that's you know been a huge positive for you uh, playing with the Stampeders and and of course your hometown team uh, for me I'd say my confidence from probably the second the half of last season to like throughout playoffs and this the start of this season I didn't have much confidence but as soon as the puck starts bouncing your way and you start getting the goals like now I'm way more confident to shoot from everywhere and it's showing in my points once you start to know you can score you they seem to want to keep on going in well they always say shoot yeah, <laughs> even, even the, fan, you, the, the, the fans say that, eh? Yeah. Every once in a while, you got to listen to the fans. They don't you know, ask how. They don't ask how. They ask how many. That's, that's right. That's Lots of garbage goals. Yeah. There. Well, uh, the last one was pretty nice. A little tip in there in front yeah. of the net. Yeah. Doesn't matter how you score, you know, yeah. as long as it's uh, you know it goes in. Right. So let's let's talk a little bit about the dressing room. You guys got a great group of guys this year. Uh, every time we ask somebody to come in and do an interview, they're just like, "Yeah, we're coming in, not a problem." So. I guess, you know, maybe not so much a best teammate, but who kind of stands out in the dressing room this year a little bit, other than yourself? Uh, I'd say Warren Marcotte. He's definitely a goofy character, and he's always dancing in the room and playing his mixes and stuff like that. So I'd say, <laughs> I'd say him. He stands out the most to me. Do you like his mixes? Yeah, they're pretty good. I don't, I don't mind them. They're good. Yeah, you know what? He's, that was a, one of the first things that we talked about when he first came here. And we kind of talked about music a little bit and how I got my whole start into radio and, and what I did for the team. And, you know, I put together all the warm-up mixes and stuff like that. And he goes, well, that's what I do. So then we got into, like, this 20-minute conversation about music. <laughs> you know, so I can't remember what he's called, like DJ Dog or yeah, something like that. Something on, on, that's what it is. Yeah, so he's got his own mixes there. I said, we should pump one out at warm-ups just to... Yeah. See what happens with the fellas. Yeah. <laughs> with that being said, crazy guys, funny guys in, in the room, but it can get serious at times. And of course, uh, Barry's doing a, a bang up job again this year. Uh, Dakota's new to the team. Um, how are those guys, you know, gelling with all the new faces and, and and some of the returning guys from last year? Yeah, they're it's good. Dakota's great. He's like one of the boys pretty much after practice on the ice, but he isn't afraid to yell at us either. Like if we mess up, he'll say, give me 10 push-ups or something like that. So <laughs> everyone's gelling great. We have a good team, no, a big part of our success for sure too. Because if you have some guys in the dressing room who are pouting all the time, like it just drags everyone else down and we're just not like that this year. So it, it's awesome. Well, you can see it. It's transitioning to the ice. It really, yeah. you know, like the first uh, 10, 15 games, let's just throw those right out the door here. And let's, mm -hmm. it, it was a build on. And I, I asked Dakota this, uh, well, actually, you and I were up in OCN, and I asked him this. I said, like, do you just throw the game plan out the window and carry on and try something new? And he says, no, it's it's day in, it's day out. you got to get better. And, of course, that's what Wolf's been preaching mm -hmm. uh, since the day one when he got here to town. So um, I, I, I know the last five games have been very good for the Stampeders. Got a little bit of puck luck, but, hey, sometimes in sports you need a little bit of puck luck. That's right. Um, you're, you've won 10 out of your last 12. You're now sitting, well, in first place with a crazy amount of points the last uh, month here. November has been fantastic for you guys. Yeah. Um, finishing strong before Christmas. I know kind of there's that little bit of a, you know, right at the end, everybody just kind of goes, no, nope, yeah. I want to go home. Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> play hockey anymore. Yeah. How does, I guess... The question I have is, how do you guys continue to make that 
all the way through till the end on, on December 17th, then shut it down? Uh, I don't know. It's a tough it's a tough question. Wolfie is probably our biggest motivator, I'd say that way, just to keep us going and making sure the practices are still intense throughout the weeks. And Last year we definitely fell apart near the end. Lots of guys just wanted to go home and get it over with, and we lost the last two games before Christmas, and then you never want to do that leading into the new year. So I think this year for sure we're going to keep on this tear and We'll win the last two before Christmas, probably. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably, probably. You probably. heard, you heard it here first. Just sure. slap shot, <laughs> yeah. guaranteeing things now. <laughs> if we keep you on can't this, put a bounty on his yeah, head. If we if we keep on this pace, we're gonna win them for sure. I'll say that. <laughs> well, that's good stuff. So, I guess last thing, funniest uh, funniest thing that maybe happened. Uh, it might not be in the dressing room, or you know, you know, some of the guys that have you know been hanging out. Is something funny stick out in your mind? You got a funny story for us? It's, it's, it's all. <laughs> Always a tough question, but there's always got to be a funny story there that you can. I don't know, my. No one's, no one's, no one's got the prank wolf yet, hey. Oh, uh, nah. uh, Carter Coburn put a red bumper on his windshield. I think after when we were gone this past weekend, put a big red bumper on his windshield. That was about for the last weekend, and then just on the road trip. Uh, Miles Mason always cracks us up, so it's tough to think of one story, but. I'll say Miles Mason never, always gets a, a laugh out of the guys on the way home. So no story, just a name drop. Miles yeah. Mason done <laughs> throwing Carter under the bus. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to take up too much of your time, so uh, I want to thank you for coming in here and uh, you know jumping on the Code Rick show and, and giving us some of your your past uh, and of course uh, well recent success here with the Stampeders. So good luck the rest of the way, and uh, we we'll, we'll, we'll try to get you back in here maybe into the new year and. Maybe you'll be on another 10-point heater. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> the Code Rick Show, guaranteed. 10-point heaters. All you got to do is come on the show. Did you know that the Swan Valley Star and Times offers both national and international passport, as well as PAL photo services? Walk-ins are available Monday to Friday from 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. If you are looking for a print job of any kind, the Star and Times can make it happen. Professionally designed and printed, we offer competitive pricing to anywhere you'll find online. Business cards, signage, menus to personalize calendars and Christmas cards, the Star and Times is here to help bring your print job to life. We're just a mouse click away. In addition to hard copy subscriptions, the Star and Times offers online subscriptions. Stop by or call us today at 1204-734-3858. For just $39.99 or $0.77 cents a week, you'll receive a full year of dedicated local coverage found nowhere else. Skate and Snow can get you dressed from head to toe all year long. Whether you're a snowboarder, a skateboarder, or even a hockey player, find us online at rumorsskateshop.com or stop in at 505 Main Street in Swan River. Rumors has everything from keeping your boys in place to all kinds of amazing shoes, sweaters, and hats. Top quality, name brand clothing, and so much more. Rumors Skate and Snow. 204-734-4411. Welcome back inside the Code Rick Show. These are getting better and better in my own opinion because of the fact that, uh, well, they're just getting a little more interesting. I think every week something is always different. Uh, we do have... Uh, a trivia winner from last week. We had a couple of answers, but unfortunately, they are people who have already guessed and won. So let's give it to the only person 
that hasn't won yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're not even going to do a draw on this one. I'm going to make the final decision. So if anybody okay. gets mad, you can get mad at me. <laughs> Danielle Gordon Broom answered correctly uh, for last week's trivia question. The answer was Trace Sauter. Well, let's let's uh, let's come up with another little uh, tricky question here for you. Do you have anything off the top of your head, or mm. do you have something marked down, or do you want to? Uh, t- how do you want to play one. this? I'm, I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you decide this. That's this a time. tough one. That's a tough one. Let's let's mix it up a bit. When was the last time the Stamps won in extra time, either shootout or overtime fashion? Just to make it a little bit easier. Okay, I see what you're doing here. Yeah. So that'll be this year, but I'm not going to tell you some dates. I'm yeah. not. You're going to have to go start digging it up. You have to give me ha- what teams and what dates. Okay. All you got to do is go back, look through our schedule. Yes. You made it a lot easier on them than I thought you were going to today. Yes. Okay. So there you go. So what? Uh, so back to back. Extra frame or shootout yep. wins. So yes. back to back. Yeah. So you need dates and you need teams. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Yeah. So email your answers into the code Rick Show at gmail.com. Um, we want to thank our new sponsor, Rumor Skate Snow. Snow. Let's well, let's say our a third official sponsor of the show. We're looking for a few more. So if you uh, want to jump on board and, and help us uh, local yokels out, um, email some details in or just uh, you know find us on the street. We're not too hard to find. Yeah, I'm a pretty big target. <laughs> I must say that. <laughs> he's always wearing some kind of sporting, uh, you know, clothing, and uh, you know he's got an Oilers hat on. Everyone so, knows who I look like. Yeah, just find us at the rink. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get you involved and uh, we'll we'll get you <laughs> to set up there for the Code Rick show. Uh, so that's gonna do it for us. Thank you for tuning in, and once again, thank you to Riley Lanthier, uh, Acom Dollywall, and of course, local Trace Hunter for popping on in here to the show. And uh, maybe next week we'll get uh, Matthew Monroe in here. Yeah. So if uh, you guys got any questions, we'll, we'll we'll drag Matthew in here and get some one-worded answers. I'm sure of it. Yes. Okay. All right. We'll talk to you next week.